Good evening. I'm Vicki with Farm Diggity. And tonight I'm talking about how small things can turn into big things. There's a quote, and it goes like this. If you take care of the small things, the big things take care of themselves. It seems Emily Dickinson knew a thing or two, not only about life, but quite possibly about a lot of things in life. While you contemplate that, I'll tell you a fascinating story about a teacher. His name is Dante. He's actually my cousin. He taught construction. When his students completed his course, they hypothetically could go out into the workforce and build a house from the ground up. And some did, which I agree is quite normal and hardly fascinating, but just stay with me here for this. In the construction learning process, there's some book type learning and plan reading, But I think most of you would agree you just can't read about building. You must have hands-on practical experience to truly learn the trade of construction, which is no problem, unless it is. You see, Dante's students were incarcerated. They were convicted felons doing time in the prison system. It's not like they could head to the job site for experience. They couldn't leave. And they couldn't just build a house on the C-block yard, you know. But one thing Dante knew is that if he taught them to build a simple structure, like a garage, that really wasn't going to get these guys the lift up in life they needed. They needed a serious trade to get back on their feet. He felt if they had the ability to build an elaborate house with tricky dormers, some valuable knowledge, you say, now that could be a start to a new life. But back to the problem. Rather than giving up on the program, he came up with a solution, a brilliant solution. He did indeed have a student, have his students rather, build a house in the prison. Only this house was scaled down, like way down, completely to scale an exact replica of a beautiful house. Dormers, complicated roof lines and all. The plans were followed to a T, just on a very teeny tiny scale. Kind of like baking a bite of cake instead of the whole cake. All the materials had to be cut to scale. Feet became inches, and inch by inch, learning became knowledge, and knowledge became skill. And skill became a new future for these men. They built one, and then another, and then another. That was his program, and it worked. And upon release, some of these men did head right into the workforce, having the experience and the know-how to read blueprints, frame, side, and complete a house from the ground up. They did what they already knew how to do, just on a larger scale. That brings us back around to our interest, the dogs. You see, having a dog impeccably trained at 75 yards is much the same as the teeny house project. We learned this firsthand when we sold our small farm and moved to our parents' place to be closer to them. It's a place completely surrounded by big, beautiful pine trees. Everywhere you look, there's trees. We have 120 acres of hills and trails to walk dogs and not a single place to work dogs. Norman, my husband, was desperate to train his young dogs and he fenced the biggest clear area there was. It is around 60 by 70 yards and kind of a weird shape with 24 trees in it. Not not like one tree, 
24 trees. I won't lie. I was skeptical. But he was determined, and so he began, starting with his young Bob dog. I was not a fan and had the I'll wait and see attitude. Not wanting to start my youngster in this thing he was calling the training field slash, I call it a forest. But then magic happened, and sure enough, on a small scale... Bob was getting more broke than any dog he had had in the past. He had no choice but to work on the foundation, as the foundation was all our spot offered. He was working all his dogs in this horrible little area, and his dogs were looking really pretty shiny. Okay, I was in. It was tricky at first and frustrating with the small space and trees and ice and snow, But I went to work too, starting my girl Cotton, and sure enough, I was getting a well-trained dog. Forced to stay small and get it right on a teeny scale, my dogs knew how to be correct. They stopped better, paced better, and I was close enough at hand to ensure my flanks were better than ever. I no longer could move ahead before they were ready, as there was nothing to move ahead to. For months, we stayed in our little treed area, sometimes venturing out to dodge through my dad's vintage car collection, our drive through the sheep down the driveway, but mostly the work was done in our little neck of the woods. When summer finally arrived and we made a few friends, we cracked our dogs out to the fields. Would it be a disaster? They knew how to do it right on a small scale, but how about a big field? Yes, indeed, they did. There were some challenges for them, but they adapted quickly, made changes, and did what they did, just bigger, which is basically what it is, right? I mean, once your dog gets out there, the bubble is still the bubble. The distance is different for you. You are a long ways away, but for the dog, it's very similar. Same pace, same nice flanks, just on a larger scale. My older dogs improved. My younger dogs were better trained than the dogs I had trained before them. Of course, we gain knowledge as we go, but I give a lot of credit to the gains I have made with my dogs to Norman's little forest training field. So what's the lesson? Well, don't give up. Work with what you have. You might have to get creative, but get moving and listen to the folks like Emily Dickinson because when you get those little things right, the big things certainly are a whole lot easier. This is Farm Diggity. I'm Vicki Close. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast.